Welcome to We Took the Liberty, a podcast where we discuss our mediocre lives, ruminate on the weird and funny parts of our day-to-day, and explore some of our favorite places and activities in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm Logan Trent, and with me now and forevermore, Ben Anderson. Ben, I got big mustache energy today. You do. I, I, I haven't commented on it yet, but I've been, I've been noticing that you've trimmed most of your beard. For those yeah. of you who can't, you know, this isn't... This is an auditory medium, but, right. you know, Logan's got the full beard with the mustache. He's trimmed it down. Yeah. So the mustache... Very prominent. It's carrying it's, the energy. It's punching through. It's, it's very much in that, in the foreground, and the, and the beard is the background. Yeah, if this and, were a 3D movie, right. and Logan turned to face the camera from, right. from looking away from it, his mustache would be that thing that like pops out in the preview and you're like, whoa, <laughs> and you see everybody lean back in their seat with their blue and red lensed glasses oh, no, on. That's whoa! The, <laughs> that's the kind of movie I want to be a part of right there. <laughs> um, yeah, so <clears throat> I had an idea that, uh, you know, now with uh, the new dad life, gonna go with the mustache and you know i'm what i'm working toward is this like professor professor hinkle mustache oh. from frosty the snowman are you familiar with uh, who i'm talking about yes i am yeah, yeah. and uh, to get that big swooping bad boy you're going uh, for the swoop because yeah. right now you have uh what might be affectionately referred to as as like the walrus. The walrus, you know, yeah. It's got it's, the straight down effect. Mm-hmm. It's trimmed neatly across. Yeah. Uh, nary a stray beard hair. No, and and that's what that's. It's gonna get that weird in between stage at some point. You know how like when people grow their hair out, it 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 comes to that point where you have yeah. to always wear a hat. There's no hat for your face, except for the mask that we've been wearing the last two and a half years. <laughs> there's your face hat. <laughs> My face hat. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so there's going to be a point that it, it's going to get a little bit gnarly, but mm-hmm. I've hopefully can like groom that out uh, to do a few things. I mean, you could just uh, you could just put you know a lot of chapstick on it, so it looks like just a really <laughs> big swollen upper lip. You could some, just rub some Burt's Bees on there and you just could get just, it nice and... It, it'll be like puberty for your mustache. <laughs> but not like not like a puberty mustache, yeah, which right. uh, also known as the molestache. Yes, that's a whole other thing. I mean, I very much had that in like the eighth grade. That, oh, was, no. that was a prominent feature of... You weren't the kid with a full beard. There, no. <laughs> I feel like every school, no matter how small, had the one kid... Who in eighth grade had a full beard? That that kid was definitely there. That kid also typically was held back and should have been. <laughs> that kid should have been in like a, a junior in high school. Yeah, at that he point. was the one kid in eighth grade who could grow a beard. But to be fair, he was twenty. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So I I actually wasn't able to grow like a beard beard until really my junior year in high school. And so and even then I didn't do it. So well, that's admirable um, because I couldn't grow a beard beard until. Two years ago. Okay. All right. And when how I, old are you again? I'm coming up on 34 pretty Perfect. fast. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. It is. Hey, it, <clears throat> it comes to everybody. So it's not, well, I mean, not everybody, I guess. But. <laughs> so let me get back real quick to my idol, uh, Professor Hinkle here, because he, I think, gets a little bit of a bad rap in Frosty. Are, you're familiar with Frosty. Like, I you've am, watched yeah. it several times as a kid and all that. Yeah, stuff. we did watch it this winter. Okay. I don't. 
I don't remember it super well. I do feel like my impression was that Dr. Henkel was a murderer. Okay. Okay. Like a malicious murderer. <laughs> okay. You're, you know what? I think that is that is the traditional reading and viewing of the show. And what I want to posit is like another idea. Okay. Where as two other adults... Mm-hmm. Let's just put ourselves in a world where we find that a hat of ours yes. makes inanimate objects sentient. It's a powerful hat. We maybe don't go to the murderous rage that Mr. Uh, Professor Hinkle like, goes to. I want to make sure they give him his proper title. Of but, course. <laughs> but, Professor Hinkle, <laughs> uh, PhD. PhD. Yeah. But, but we definitely are going to get that hat back. Right, because I mean, there's so many yeah. other things to explore there. Yeah, it does. It wouldn't seem that the hat belongs to the new sentient form that right. it's granted life to, as right. much as that life form belongs to the hat, yes. which belongs to Doctor Henkel. <laughs> you saying that just now made me realize, like, if the if the responsibility of life doesn't belong to the thing that has been made alive, the hat is Frosty's god. At that point, <laughs> Doctor Hinkle is Frosty's god, but, but Doctor Hinkle doesn't understand the the hat. I always thought Doctor Hinkle was like a magician. He he is, but he's a professor. He went to school. So what is he a professor of? Of magic, <laughs> magic, of course. <laughs> but he doesn't understand that his hat is magic. Well, I don't know that he necessarily worked the specific spell on the hat. He he seemed much more like a parlor trick magician Remind and not me. like an actual like wizard. <laughs> but if he's a doctor, he's clearly spent years yeah, studying. Uh, absolutely. Is Dr. Henkel a warlock? <laughs> Possibly. I don't know what the credentials are for a warlock. Uh but is, d- is it professor <laughs> professor of warlock studies? <laughs> I feel like we're also dancing around something that I've never seen Harry Potter, but I feel like we're real close to like a Hogwarts like school mm. of magic and, and wizardry. wizardry yeah, and that kind I mean, thing. yeah, because he's not just like you know he's not conjuring up spells in the woods. He's not like raising you know skeletons and covering them in snow and like sending <laughs> them off to do his bidding. There is that scene where he's chasing them in the snow and Karen is cold and Frosty's like, we gotta find out like where you can be warm, Karen. Which also, a little girl named Karen, that's a fantastic mm-hmm. name. But, yeah. and Yeah, what if Hinkle was in the woods like, he, and he was conjuring up like snow he's demons yeah. to like... <laughs> it's possible that the, uh, the wildlife, which seems to be extremely intelligent, was conjured by <laughs> Professor Hinkle and then that also backfired. That's true. They, they turned against him, just like yeah. his beloved Frosty has turned against him and the, the yeah. gift of the hat. It could be that Dr. Hinkle swore his allegiance to this dark magic but he his hubris grew too great oh a hundred and it, now suddenly he thinks he can command the dark magic yeah but it's the dark magic that he has sworn his servitude <laughs> unto and and that's why frosty has turned against him i think i think we have a like <clears throat> 
HBO level dark frosty narrative here. Yeah, that I mean, we can write up and we're I, you know we've already got like a a gritty you know Fresh Prince take. Like, why not a gritty frosty the snowman? That's good. That's and I'm good. not talking about like these you know these you know sea level frosty you know the murderous snowman. I'm talking about a real gritty frosty the snowman so what about not like a murderous snowman but what if we like we're getting a lot of gritty batmans here recently what if it was the snowman and he is going to make you fear what he is which is a snowman and Mm. so he goes into whatever that town was that they were in every winter and he is just a vigilante just beating (laughs) up criminals just he's I don't know. <laughs> we just found him frozen out here. But uh, he, he was just a petty burglar. <laughs> he apparently burgled one too many houses. <laughs> Who did this? We have no idea. There's not a single fingerprint on the scene. He was beaten to death by a broom. <laughs> and there was a chorus of children around is what people were saying. How do but... you know it was a broom? Because it was shoved through his heart after <laughs> it was broken off on the back of his neck. <laughs> There's ashes from his pipe, like here, but scene. <laughs> you see Frosty, and he's got like a blood splatter on it on the front of his on the front of his like big bulbous <laughs> snow tummy, and he's like patting white snow on top of it. <sighs> oh, that's good. I I and like the, this. I like Dark Frosty. Yeah, and then you've got to have these super, uh, you know, philosophical scenes where he's grappling with his own existence in the woods, and he's. You know, talking to the you know super intelligent sentient squirrels, right? That are like, but why do I exist? But why does it always have to be like this? Why can't they understand? We all have life. We're all entitled to it. I don't want an acorn. I don't eat. What's my purpose? All right, so uh, this week, um, well, actually, a couple weeks ago, a buddy of mine uh, got the good news that he was able to move to the United States. He is from Australia, and Mm. uh, met him a few years ago uh, when we were down in Haiti doing some mission work down there. And uh, so uh, he's also a listener to the podcast, Mm. and so just a quick shout out to to him, uh, to Liam, and congratulations on coming to America. And Amelia would be proud. I mean, she's a true patriot. And yeah, just just know that uh, if anything ails you, just gaze upon old glory. Old glory, heal everything, everything that ails you. Um, so, <clears throat> what I wanted to do though is there are <laughs> so for the English speakers in the United States and for Australia, we are English cousins. Sorry, <laughs> you said. For the English speakers in the United States and for Australians. <laughs> are you, are you, I just want to clarify, are you separating English speakers from Australians? <laughs> well, I'm separating us as cousins. Okay. And, and so we, we use some different terms that maybe don't perfectly align, but for the most part, I mean, we're going to be talking to one another 
Fine and dandy. Not a, not a problem at all. Um, fine and dandy. An Australian phrase. An Australian phrase. Never, I didn't even know it until I looked at this list. So mm. I googled a list uh, of... Well, I just googled Australian phrases. Excellent. And I, the first option that came up on Google was 125 Australian phrases. So what we're going to do is I'm going to say some of these phrases to you. Okay. And I want you to <clears throat> basically what we're going to look at is can you figure out what it means? Great. And then then we'll talk about like how do we think that maybe it came to this? Uh and then we will also talk about uh do we want to incorporate this into like our everyday language. So, and we might not do that every time, but I just want to see No, I can answer happens. that last question right now. Absolutely. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So I picked out some good ones. So just to give you, like, some, some of the things line up. Like, if I say um, I want a cold one, what do you think I'm talking about there? Uh, I would like my belly button to have an ice cube in it. Okay. <laughs> that, <laughs> yes, that is uh, one of those unique Australian phrases. Um, no, uh, yeah, so obviously it just means a cold beer. We use the same term yeah. here, yeah, right, <laughs> in the United States, right. Uh, whereas there might be one that's a little bit harder. Uh, that's something like Akadaka. Uh, could you could you spell it for me? <laughs> it is A C C A D A C C A. Okay, could you say it in an Australian accent? <laughs> Akadaka. Are you sure? Is it is it Akadaka? <laughs> That's a that, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Could you use it in a sentence? Um, do you want to go to the Akadaka concert this weekend? Ooh, um, is it ACDC? It is ACDC. Oh yes. So yeah. <clears throat> so th- that's what we're gonna gonna go through with these is. Uh, I've cut out all the ones that are basically parallels to our English. How do they comments. say ABBA? Probably just... <laughs> just probably just probably ABBA. Just ABBA. <laughs> they don't listen to ABBA. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> okay, that's great. All right. I'm going to sound extra intelligent during this. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, so... Here we go. We're going to start with this. Here are Australian terms. All right. That I'm putting my Australian thinking outback cap on. Perfect. Yeah, it's one of those that's folded up on one side. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. All right. Bogan. Bogan. Also, let me just say that I know I know that some of these are real. Some of these I have no idea. They were just <laughs> on the website, and I thought they were funny. Well, if it's on I, the internet, it's true. Yeah, it's true. I do know that this one is an actual phrase. Bogan. Can you can you spell it for me? Yeah, it's B O G A N. Bogan. Sounds like it's spelled. (laughs) Am I allowed to? I'm a. This these are spelling uh, contest rules, right? What's its What's its country of origin? Australia. Okay. Uh, Gosh, because it sounds really Mandarin to me. Are you sure that it... Yeah, no, you're sure it's Australian. I guess the website doesn't lie. Can you use it in a sentence? Scott over there is a real bogan. Oh, man. Um, is it... 
uh, a slang term for kangaroo? It is not. <laughs> that oh. it, I would say that if you answered that for like half of the ones that I cut out, you would get it right. Just because a lot of <laughs> slang for stuff like things that we associate with just Australia in general. Uh, but it is a word used for people who are, well, let's say, this is the way that the website has it. This is a word for people who are, well, let's say, rednecks. Oh! Or, if you like, just call your friend the Bogan <laughs> when they're acting weird. So, I also think this could be like our like couple's name. You know how like uh, yeah yeah celebrity couples have that. This yeah. is this is we found our couple's name. We're bogan. If we're bogan, oh man, it's so fitting too. <laughs> now I, I will say my name did take up the majority of that. <laughs> so like, well, my name is three letters. So <laughs> okay, here's the next one. Chalky Bicky. Chalky Bicky. Chalky Bicky. Chalky Bicky. Uh. Country of origin? Australia. Can you spell it for me? C-H-O-C-C-Y-B-I-C-C-Y. C- um, can you use it in a sentence? Scott and his girlfriend Teresa are beginning to have relationship troubles because Scott keeps eating all the chalky bickies. Oh, uh, is, it the, <laughs> is it those like little chocolate like sticks that... It it is, is it, it is chalky. Is it pocky like the Japanese? No, we'll, we'll give you half snack. on this one because it is chocolate. <clears throat> okay, um, but it's a chocolate cookie. Oh, because oh, it's a chocolate biscuit. Yeah, because yeah. it's oh, it's yeah. English. Oh, okay, yeah. so it's British English. Yeah, yeah. So hey, well, it's Australian right. English. It, yeah, right, right. Completely different. Right. Okay, I'm starting <clears throat> to get my head. I feel like in the right space. There we go. Uh, all right, here's the next one. Devo. Uh, is it devotion? It is not. Oh, is it, uh, is it like the devil's TiVo? Remember to use your, your options. Can you spell it for me? D-E-V-O. Well, that didn't, (laughs) not sure how that option is ever going to help me. Uh, um, can you use it in a sentence? Yes. Teresa works really hard at her dress boutique downtown. She's an entrepreneur. It's been hard going. All she really wanted to do today was come home and enjoy a cold one and the last Chalky Bicky. She was so Devo when she found out Scott ate it. Scott is a piece of shit. (laughs) He's eating all the Chalky Bicky. He's a real bogan. He won't let her have a single ice cube for a belly button. (laughs) And... Devo. Is that a... um... Is that like a, um, shoot, is that like Days of Our Lives? Is that like a soap opera? Uh, it is not. It is devastated. Oh. <laughs> so Devo. Devast- I, I'm, I am 100% Devo by this competition. I am, oh. It's not a competition. We're learning. We're learning as we go through here. All We're right. learning that Ben has no chance at this game. Hey, that's okay. Next one. Pash. Pash. Passion? Uh, it Close. Oh, passionate? Uh, it's adjacent to. Uh, use it in a sentence. I can do that. 
Scott and Teresa started partners counseling, and they're doing really well. The counselor told them to be more spontaneous and to take some time to remember what it was to fall in love for the first time. Taking that to heart, you might find them at a local pub sneaking a pass or two. Oh, is it a passionate kiss? Yes, a kiss. Oh. There we go. Yeah. Ooh. Or it is a pash. All right. Oh, wow, yeah. Well, listen, if, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think if I, you know, sidled up next to my bride and I said, hey, you know, why don't, why don't just sneak me a pash, babe? <laughs> she would, you know, first of all, she'd think I'd had a stroke. <laughs> or you're in some sort of fugue state. Uh, all right, next one is uh, Furfy. Furfy is that a is that flatulence? It's not. <laughs> Furfy is that Furfy. Uh, is that Furby's murderous cousin? <laughs> it, it is that not at this moment, but it is yes. Furfy is it a uh, is it a Winnebago? Um, it it could be an Australian Winnebago. <laughs> uh, Furfy is that like a fuzzy Eggo waffle? <laughs> a fuzzy Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, tell me the country of origin. Uh, Australia. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, can you tell me how it's spelled? F. U R P H Y. Mm. The P H is not helpful at all. <laughs> Can you use it in a sentence? For Absolutely. Me? Needless to say, things have been going really well for Scott and Teresa since counseling. Scott's not the bogan he used to be. He makes sure to keep the cabinet stocked with a buttload of chalky bickies. Mm. Teresa's shop has really turned a corner. In fact, she's having a little trouble meeting demand. Uh, you know, with the supply na- supply chain issues and all. Oh, yeah. Anyway, one day at lunch, Teresa's friend Janet comes in and tells her that she thinks that Scott is running around on her. She what? says that she's seen him meeting with a lady at a local shop. Teresa is a devo, but she keeps it together and tells Janet that all that sounds furfy. So it checks out. Or, no, Furfy must be... Furfy is... That sounds like Scott's typical behavior. Is that what Furfy means? It's not. Is Furfy... Uh, she tell, So she tells her friend it's Furfy. Um, it's chill. No, it's Furfy. It's... Uh, <clears throat> it's Furfy. It's... Um, it's time to kill Scott. <laughs> it, so it's somewhere in between. So it's the rumors of stories that are improbable or absurd. <laughs> That's the definition of furphy. <laughs> rumors so, or oh. stories that are improbable or absurd. Oh my goodness. Alright, two more. Okay. Yeah. Alright. I can suffer through two you, more. You got it. Fair Dinkum. Fair Dinkum? Fair Dinkum. Fair Dinkum, uh, Fair Dinkum is the cousin of the Earl of Duke. Close. Close. Uh, Fair, Dink- Fair Dinkum is, um, could you, could you, is it one word? Two words. It's two words. Could you yep. spell each word individually for me, please? So the first word is just fair. F-A-I-R. Okay. Second word, Dinkum, D-I-N-K-U-M. Dinkum. Uh, is, okay, could you use it in a sentence for Absolutely. me? Absolutely. 
You've so, been, sorry, you've been liberal with the definition of sentence this whole time, but I do appreciate the narrative that you're crafting because it's beautiful. It's fine. It's fine. So, so Teresa hires a PI to get to the bottom of this. Once again, her work starts to suffer because she's just worried herself sick at the thought that Scott could be doing this to her. Everything was going so well, too. She starts to then remember that her mom told her that, you know, Scott was a no-good bogan and that he would always be a bogan. Well, eventually the PI gets back with her and confirms that Scott is meeting with a lady. They saw the two of them go to a back room at a local shop, and the PI said that when Scott came out, he looked like he was, quote, over the moon. That night when Teresa gets home, Scott meets her at the door to give her a pash, but Teresa just breaks down. How could you do this to me, Scott? I know you've been running around. We were so happy. How, just how could you? He protests and looks at the floor in confusion and then starts to smile. Oh, I see, he says. Well, I guess the chalky's out of the bicky, so to speak. I've been meeting ch- with a sorry, friend. Sorry, the chocolate's from- out of the cookie? Look, it's a turn of phrase. I've I've been meeting with a friend from school who has been doing a little shopping for me. And, well, all I can say is I hope you appreciate her taste. He then drops to one knee and pulls out a ring. Fair dinkum, <sighs> says Teresa. <laughs> fair dinkum? Uh, fair enough? Uh, it means, yeah, that's good enough. It no, means... is it, are you going to propose to me? Are you serious? Yeah, it's, it's a, honestly, honestly? Like, yeah, honestly, that's what, that's what the phrase means. Wow, if I dropped to one knee and somebody <laughs> said fair dinkum to me... <laughs> I'd be like, well, maybe not. <laughs> it's a it's a cultural thing. Like, you know, it, it could be the highest form of respect. Mm. So uh, he told her he was he told her the chalky was out of the bicky. <laughs> he he did. He did. <coughs> <clears throat> Alright, last one. Uh shark biscuit. Shark biscuit? Shark biscuit. <laughs> Is that sushi? It is not. excuse me something's got the better of me Chucky's out of the bicky (laughs) (sighs) man shark biscuit there's no use in having you spell it for me could you tell me the country of origin Australia (laughs) I don't know why I lean on that one so heavily um can you use it in the narrative Absolutely. Uh, So it's been a few years since we last checked in with Scott and Teresa. They are happily married. Teresa's store really took off, and now she has a franchise in every major city in Australia. Scott's still a bogan, but hey, why change what turns out to be a good thing? They have a couple kids now, Scott and Teresa Jr. They couldn't imagine a time before them. Hmm. They love to take the kids to Meriwether Beach every weekend during the summer. They have a blast. And of course, they bring plenty of chalky bickies with them. Mm. They've made some friends, too, while they're on these beach trips. They uh, they now are a part of a sun and surf club. In fact, Scott and Teresa's marriage story is a riot at the parties. It really breaks the ice. Anyway, one week when they went to the beach, there was caution tape everywhere. Scott got out of the car and went over to the lifeguard stand and, and asked, what's going on? And they said that there had been a shark attack and the beach was closed. Oh my gosh, is everything okay, Scott asked. Yeah, but it was touch and go there for a little bit. The swimmer lost a lot of blood. 
Scott says, well, thank goodness. Well, well, thank you for your service, young man. Then he got back in the car, and the kids uh, were Devo that they couldn't swim today. But Scott turned around, and he said, well, it's for the best. We don't want you two to become shark biscuits. Um... <laughs> Are these are shark biscuits swimmers that have been eaten by sharks? <laughs> They're just kids at the beach. Kids at the beach are sharks. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that they, the kids in this narrative were devastated by the prospect that they weren't going to be able to swim. They were Devo. They were not Devo by the fact that someone had been attacked by a shark and lost a significant amount of blood. So much blood that the entire beach was closed down because it was so blood soaked. (laughs) Meanwhile, Scott and Teresa? Teresa. Scott and Teresa are telling their story to all of the swinger clubs on the beach, and it's a real icebreaker. Yeah. So you can imagine they're pretty Devo about it, too, because yeah. <laughs> their well, kids aren't going to get to be shark biscuits. Are. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they go do God knows what <laughs> at the beach house. Scott and Teresa are real pieces of work. <laughs> Special thanks to Sunmates for our theme music. Also, a special thanks to Nick Woods for our logo art. If you'd like to reach out to us with some of your favorite day-to-day experiences, just email us at wetooktheliberty at gmail.com. If we deem it worthy of discussion, you might hear us talk about it on the pod. Thanks, everyone.